0: grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you.
1: And also with you.
0: Let's turn and greet one another. Welcome to Laguna Presbyterian Church and Palm Sunday. We're so glad that you're here with us today, especially those of you who are visiting with us. In each one of the pews on the center aisle, you'll see a black folder. It's our friendship pad. And we'd love to have you fill it out and let us know that you're here with us, whether you're visiting or whether you're regularly here. Also, you'll see the announcements of the week that are inside of your bulletin. You'll notice that out on the patio, our students who are going to Molokai for a mission trip during their spring break are selling all sorts of goodies to help raise money to support their trip. So after this service, I hope you'll go out out there and have a good bit of sugar for yourself. (laughs) Those of you who are planning on going with Jerry to Israel, we have a meeting tonight at 7 o'clock. And you'll see the schedule in your bulletin for this coming Holy Week. This week we have a service on Thursday night and on Friday night, and then Easter Sunday morning we have three services. If you are not in the habit of coming uh, during Holy Week on Thursday and Friday, I think that you will find that it really would change the week. It will change the way you come to Easter if you walk with the Lord on Thursday to the upper room and then with Him to the cross on Friday. And then on Sunday morning, our services on Easter are very different times, 8, 9, 30, and 11. If you come at 10, you'll be right in the middle of everything, <laughs> and you won't be able to find a seat, I'm sure. So we hope to see you next Sunday morning and throughout the week on Thursday night and Friday night. You'll see that our Third Friday group invites you to come with them to hear about Russian icons and to have a potluck dinner. You can sign up for that out on the patio today. And that our women are having a brunch at the end of April where they're learning about their Gallup strength finders, their own strengths, their own uh, uh, strengths and areas that they need to be careful about. This is an online inventory, and you can sign up to do that online and to come and have a wonderful brunch and talk about those things. Sunday after Easter, April 23rd, our choir director, Linda White, is going to tell us about the mission trip that she took to Cuba a music mission trip. And also, our grief support group begins the day after Easter on Monday, April 17th. It's a six-week group. If you have lost someone that you love, it is a really helpful thing to be a part of this group. And you can sign up for for that either on the patio today or online. Our children are are doing sign-ups for all sorts of summer things, including Vacation Bible School and our Surf Camp, Camp H2O. And also on the patio this morning, if you would like to dedicate one of the Easter lilies to someone that you love, you can make a donation in their name out on the patio. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord.
2: We join in prayer. Lord Jesus, on this Palm Sunday, we join with Christians around the world in welcoming welcoming you into our lives. You bring the peace, the justice, the love of your kingdom to the holy city. And you stand at the door of our hearts and you knock, wanting us to open up and to welcome you. So be our Prince of Peace as we worship you this morning. May you be honored and glorified, we ask, in everything we do and say and sing, in the name of Christ. Amen.
0: Join me in the responsive call to worship that you'll find printed in your bulletin. Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he. Humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Blessed Blessed is he he who comes comes in the name of the the Lord. Lord. Hosanna Hosanna in the highest. highest. A great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Blessed Blessed is is he he who who comes comes in in the name of the the Lord. Hosanna Hosanna in the the highest." highest. Enter our hearts today as you entered Jerusalem long ago. And lead us by faith in the way everlasting. In praise we adore you, King Jesus. So let us stand and praise him together. Saint Church.
1: I'm gonna make you
3: now our call to confession. Like the people who greeted Jesus as he entered Jerusalem and then later pronounced, crucify him, we are fickle people who often deny Christ in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Remembering the events of Jesus last week helps us see ourselves for what we are, sinners in need of a Savior. A Savior, praise God, We have in Christ. Thank yeah. you. Join me for our assurance of pardon. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free.
4: The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. I shall not die, but I shall live deeds of the Lord
3: in Christ God answers us and sets us free in Christ we We are are forgiven forgiven. thanks Thanks be to God. God amen
2: Last Sunday we met with our new member class and this morning it's my honor to present them there is an insert in our bulletin with their pictures not all of them can be here I think but as I call your name if you're here would you please stand Allison and John Burke, Jan Felberg, Shelly Detweiler, Abby Garcia, Susan Matson, Marcia McCoskey in the choir. Not here, Not here. okay. Grace Montangilwa from the Congo. Grace, welcome. Lisa Pitts not here, I believe. Is she? Or she there's there's Lisa. And Dakota Shires is not here. Yes. Well, we said to the new member class that membership is for ministry. And so this morning we are welcoming you not just into the membership of Laguna Presbyterian Church. But we are welcoming you into the sharing of the ministry of Christ with us in this city. We are so grateful to have you a part of our fellowship, a part of our family, and we pray that in this association for you, that you will grow deeper in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you to open your Bible to the New Testament, to the Gospel of John, uh, that is on page 106 in the New Testament, to the 12th chapter, the story, through John's eyes, of Palm Sunday. John 12, verse 9. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus. Whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to death as well. And since it was on account of him that many of the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus, the next day the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written in the prophet Zechariah. Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this, this, this sign, that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks or Gentiles. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. Those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it is for this reason that I've come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. will draw all people to Myself. And He said this to indicate the kind of death He was to die. And the crowd answered Him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So on that Palm Sunday, Jerusalem welcomed Jesus as her Messiah, the King of Israel. The religious leaders of the holy city were flabbergasted and flummoxed. See, you can do nothing, the whole world's gone after him. The people were exclaiming, Hosanna in the highest. The one who is coming is the one who's coming in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. In fulfillment of the prophecies of Zechariah, lo, look, listen, your king is coming to you, humble and riding on a donkey, the foal of a donkey. Not only that, but there were Gentiles, Greeks, who had arrived from Galilee, and they came to Philippi, one of Jesus's followers. To Philip, to one of uh, Jesus's followers, and they came to him with this request: "Sir, we wish to see Jesus. We would see Jesus." I've always remembered that little text when I, when I was in college at Westmont College, I, I was the preacher on the gospel team there. And one day I preached in the college chapel and I discovered that there was a bronze plaque inside the pulpit with this quote on it. Sir, we would see Jesus. And it was a reminder to me that this is what the church in its worship and its life is all about. We want to lift up Jesus. We want to worship Jesus. We want to welcome Jesus into our lives because we believe that he is still the towering figure in all of his original authority and power. And the world is still interested in Jesus, even though it may be disillusioned by his church. Many are indifferent to the institutional church or disappointed by the church or hurt by the church. And yet, deeply rooted, I believe, in Western culture And the life of the nations is this fascination, this interest in seeing Jesus. We are all looking for Jesus, it's why we're here this morning. Past six weeks, CNN's been running a special program called Finding Jesus. They could have said looking for Jesus, faith, fact, and forgery, and doing their very best on the basis of the biblical word and historical evidence and archeology span and the theologians to, to somehow recapture the Jesus of history, trying to capture that mystery of the Christ of faith who has the power to shake the nations. PBS, public television, ran a two-hour program last Sunday evening called The Last Days of Jesus, featuring the political tensions between Rome and Jerusalem, between Tiberius Caesar and Herod Antipas. Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, the king of the Jews, who, who wanted his father's throne and title was caught up in the political intrigue with the program suggesting that it was that tension between Rome and Jerusalem that shaped and formed the ministry of this prophet, Jesus, without much reference to the fact that this might indeed be the Christ of faith, the ruler of the kings of the earth. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I was in one of our local supermarkets, and I saw the shelves at the checker stand filled with National Geographic's. And the cover of the National Geographic magazine was this. Jesus and his apostles and the spread of, of Christianity in the early centuries. It's a beautiful book. It's an expensive book. And the pictures of the Holy Land are awesome. But if you want to see Jesus, and we are reminded by these things in our culture that the winds of the culture are still saying to us, Sir, we would see Jesus. We would see Jesus. We may be disillusioned about the world or threatened by the world or turned off by the church or wounded by the church. But underneath it all, We are looking for Jesus, the King. From reading the Gospels, it's clear that Jesus was ambivalent about being identified as the King of Israel. In John 6, after he'd fed the 5,000 from a few loaves and fish and with 12 basketfuls of food left over, the crowds decided, this is the king we want. What a social welfare system. He can feed the poor. He had been traveling around Galilee, around the lake there, proclaiming good news to the poor, feeding the hungry, forgiving sins, casting out demons. Raising the dead. And they were in awe. And so we are in awe. But when Jesus perceived that the multitudes of the people who had ate the loaves and the fish wanted to come and take him by force and make him king, (laughs) he separated himself from them and went up the mountain to pray by himself because he knew it was a dangerous thing for him to be identified as a political king. But the signs that he did, the miracles that he performed, witness to who he was. And by the time that he had raised Lazarus from the dead in Bethany, the multitudes were stirred and the religious authorities came out and and were deeply concerned that this was going to stir up Rome and Caesar would send his legions and all the Christians would be blown away. And Jesus understood in that hour that the plans were being made to kill not only him but also Lazarus because his walking around was a witness to the authority and the power of God to raise the dead, to heal the broken, to bring hope and life. During Holy Week, we remember that part of the story from John 18. After Jesus had been arrested and He was taken into Pilate's judgment room. And Pilate represented Rome. And when Jesus, after he had been mocked and scourged, he came in to stand before Pilate, the Roman governor. And the first question that Pilate had for him was this, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus' response was, you say that I'm a king. For this I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. And we've all heard Pilate's famous question What is truth? What is truth? Pilate had no clue except it was related to Roman power. Power is truth. Might makes right. We live in a generation, perhaps as true of all generations, especially of the last century, in which we've abandoned truth for the sake of our own existential emotional feelings and experiences, our own opinions. And so in the marketplace... Truth is here and truth is there. It depends upon the one who is speaking. You listen to one preacher, you get one message. You listen to another one, you get another message. I think this is why I was so taken with Tim Snyder's new little book. He's professor of history at Yale University, and it's at the top of the best-selling list. It's called On Tyranny, 20 lessons from the 20th century. It's a tiny little paperback book on Amazon. I think it costs six bucks. Many are saying it's going to be a classic. And out of those 20 lessons, these are two that jumped off the page to me Be kind to your language. Be kind to your language because people can manipulate words to mean anything they want them to mean. Do words have any meaning? And the other was believe in truth. Believe in truth. What is truth? If there is no objective truth, if If there is no revelation of the knowledge of God, if truth is not become incarnate and personal in Jesus, then maybe your opinion is just as good as the Apostle John, but John wants us to know that in Jesus, grace and truth became incarnate and lived amongst us This great professor, who's recognized as an international authority on European history, warned us that if we abandon facts, we abandon freedom. And truth is up for grabs. And the guy with the biggest wallet is the one who can make the most blinding light. Believe in truth. But what's the truth? This is the crisis not only in our culture and amongst the nations, but it's also the crisis in the church. We have been so swamped by our culture, and oftentimes the preachers and the leadership of all aspects of Christianity, that we're not sure what truth is either. Most of us preachers are just happy to keep our congregations happy and comfortable. This past week, I received a very special letter from our friend Peter Simpson, who lives in the UK. Peter and I have had an ongoing dialogue about the things of God, Christ, the church, And um, I asked him if I could share some of this letter. And he said, in his own British style, lovely to hear from you, Jerry. Of course you may. And he wrote to me, and this is a letter really, I think, to all of us. Hi, Jerry. Just a note to say how much I value and believe in your leadership and ministry. It's candid and rare. I don't say this just to puff my own ego or the ego of our staff. It's nice to get a nice affirmation like this every so often. He said, I listen to your sermons on iPhone, as well as to Steve's, Kathy's, and Beth's. Vanessa and I walk most afternoons over the Devon cliffs listening to the messages. It gives me goosebumps thinking that half a world away we have the technology now to listen to what's happening in a place of importance for us. He said on January 3rd, I listened to your sermon on John the Baptist it struck me as absolute core. After 40-plus years as a pillar of three churches, I've taken time out to just think and talk to God. I've not attended a U.K. church for two years, and I've already given him an exhortation. He said, Vanessa's much better at church than I am. He gave a reason for not going to church. He said, church leaders, pride, baggage, rule books, judgment, pageantry, and especially lack of discernment bothers me, obscuring the pure excitement, love, joy, and humility of Jesus and God. Don't miss that. The excitement, the love, the joy, and humility of Jesus and God. He said, the young see an impotent men's church. An impotent men's church in which they're no longer interested. He said, I don't see Laguna Presbyterian as that especially the loving focus on young people. In my book, most Christian leaders have lost the plot. God forbid that we lose the plot. Deluded into thinking they haven't. John the Baptist nails the prosperity ministers, logs and eyes, Pointing to specks in others, money orientation, prideful, no discernment, Pharisees. Thanks again for your discernment and leadership. I'm sure you take flack for it. Cheers. Feet. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Why flack? Jesus got some flack, didn't He? Why flack? Because if the church is the church, it is called to the great preservation of the truth of the gospel and the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of humanity. It's called to the way of Jesus, the way of justice, the way of social righteousness, the way of world peace. In a world that trembles still, whether it's Syria or Egypt, on the precipice of war and religious war, of one religion against another, so that Christians can gather in Egypt on this Palm Sunday and have their church bombed. There are brothers and sisters. They know all about what flack is. We have it relatively easy. My life is a cakewalk compared to many Christians around the world. I do not need any sympathy. I am so grateful. But as Jesus walked with his disciples into Jerusalem, he said to them, My hour has come, and that is what we are observing this holy week. A grain of wheat, it remains just one grain unless it dies, falls into the ground, and bears fruit as it blossoms. He promised his disciples, If I be lifted up, I will draw all people to myself because the cross has power, a strange kind of power. Jews demand signs, and Greeks seek wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to those who are perishing. But for us who are being saved, the very power of God In many places in the world today, there's all kinds of flack for that message. The flack comes most often to us as just pure and simple indifference. But still we are called to be children of light, to let the light of the gospel shine forth in this place in humility with the awareness that we are all forgiven sinners including the preachers imperfect persons who live by the grace of god by god's forgiveness who humbly walk together in the way of christ longing for nothing more than for the light to shine through us the light that jesus brought into the world sir we would see Jesus. Join me in prayer. Open our eyes that we may see and our ears that we may hear. And may the power of your word and spirit, the light of your kingdom, so be so bright in the fellowship of this church that this community will know that we are followers of Jesus and that we stand in a long line of disciples who want nothing more than to glorify the one who hung on the cross for us, who was tormented by the sign over his cross, the King of the Jews. Be king of our lives. Claim every dimension of our minds, our hearts, our passions, our vision. Claim us for yourself, we ask, for Jesus' sake. Amen.
4: To be a friend who chose to betray the Lord And why did he use a kiss To show them that's not what a kiss is for Why did it have to be a thorny crown pressed upon his head? It should have been a royal one made of jewels and gold instead. It had to be a crown of thorns because in this life A thorn is all the world has to give. Why did it have to be a heavy cross? He was made to bear, and why did things? has come into the world to steal every heart away. Let us stand as we sing that together.
0: What wondrous love, Lord Christ, that brought you to the streets of Jerusalem and to its torturous cross. As we watch you come to bear the sin and pain of the world, we cry, Hosanna, Lord, save. Save our world divided into warring camps. We cry, Hosanna, for Egypt, for Syria, for South Sudan. Hosanna, Lord, save, and have mercy on the peoples and nations of our world. Have mercy on us all. This week, be at work by your Spirit to turn the eyes of the world to yourself. Move our hearts, change our lives, draw many to see Jesus. Our hearts are filled with gratitude for your selfless sacrifice, We bring you these gifts so very thankful for your generosity to us. O giver of the most costly gift of all, this week we watch you give your very self. We watch you fight for the redemption of the world, for the day when this world is become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And so we pray for the coming of that day saying, our Father, Amen.
2: Our Lord, whose arms were spread on the cross, embracing the whole world, help us this week to take up our cross and follow Christ.